I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. opinion out there. Emily Zizinski in the uh, Washington Examiner says Trump probably doesn't have to worry about the Michael Cohen tapes. So that seems to be most people's opinions, even if you're watching CNN and MSNBC. Well, I'll tell you what, if the one we heard is the big one, then that's a snooze. Legally speaking, not uh, public opinion speaking. Which is a different story. And the public opinion is so hardened at this point on Trump, honestly. Yeah. And that was the Post reporting that that was the most damning one that they had. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. They said there's a hundred of them, but that one was probably the the, the juiciest. One final note on the Facebook stock story. And as Jack has pointed out many times through the years, uh, the the, um, the financial reporting on most TV is stupid. The stock market reporting is useless. It's beyond useless. Uh, If you wanted to hear it, you already know it. Um, And if you don't want to hear it, Sometimes half the story or the surface story is completely misleading. How about this sobering note? Um, I'm not a Dow Jones Industrials guy. That's a few giant companies. Nobody is from articles I read in the Wall Street Journal. I'm an S&P 500 man. None of the real movers and shakers look at the Dow for anything, but the media obsesses with it as the indication of whether or not the economy is doing well. Because it's habit. It's what they know. It's, it's, It's stupid and ridiculous. It's stupidiculous that you hear the Dow <laughs> talked about all the time. Anyway, that's not my point. I'm an S&P 500 man. It's a nice broad range of American stocks. 500 of them, as a matter of fact, hence the name. Um, it was positive through the first half of this year, purely 
because of the fang stocks. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Fang? Fang. Fang stocks. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. So there's two A's in fang. Fang stocks. Yeah, if you're a stock hipster, you know all about this. Without the fang stocks. I'm invested in two of those, I guess. That's not enough. So, uh, without them, the index performance would have been minus three-quarters of a percent for the first half of the year. Mm. I heard the figure... That's knowledge worth having. This is the the sort of stupid reporting I was just talking about. I heard the other day that those five stocks, which are five out of 500, are currently 20% of the S&P 500's value. Or something. I can't remember if it was ten or twenty or whatever. It's a lot. The point is, it's it's an S load, and uh, to cite the the technical term, <laughs> and and the S and P was only positive because, or or without them, it would have been negative. That's a better way to, that's a more factual way to put it. Anyway, moving along. Speaking of Facebook, which seems to factor into every single story. This story is actually a couple of years old, but it didn't get any attention because it was still theoretical. When Facebook started building its big new offices in Mountain View, California, there won't be a corporate cafeteria with free food for the 2,000 employees because the city barred companies from fully subsidizing meals inside their offices in order to promote nearby restaurants, retailers. It passed in 2014, attracting little notice because the offices were years from opening. But the city's... uh, I'm not sure I follow that. It came in response to local restaurants pissed off that Google, which is the city's largest employer, was hurting their businesses by providing free meals. So Facebook wanted to give free food at their workplace. Like Google does. Like Google does. So if you work there, you just go down to the cafeteria and get whatever you want, whenever you want. Right. It's a it's both a perk and probably keeps you around working more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Who wants to eat? Who the f- wants to eat? Go have something to eat. Hooray! That is a typical supervisor at Google right there. <laughs> and the government decided they got to step in and not allow that to happen because it hurts restaurants. Exactly. Precisely. Wow. They have forbidden in the land of the free wow. a company from saying part of the benefit of working here is we'll feed you. That is unbelievable. It's yeah. un-American is what it is. And I say that with all sympathy to the restaurateurs oh, sure. of Mountain View who are giving it a go in a hell of a tough business. So they are only allowed to subsidized, subsidize on-site meals up to 50%. They can still fully agree to pay for the employees' meals, but only if they go outside of the company facility to eat there. So that is too much trying to have a centrally planned economy. Right. You're picking winners and losers. You're centrally planning the economy. And and as always with freaking, freaking bureaucrats who think they can yield us up a utopia, if Facebook and Google and the other tech giants decide they want to find a way around this, It'll take them 10 minutes, 10 minutes to call it something. They'll call it part of the company health plan. It's the nutrition plan, et cetera, et cetera. They will get around the rules so quickly it'll make your damn utopian head spin and and you will have failed. 
and your centrally planned economy won't work anyway. And then the other end of it is, uh, you know, maybe you're going to run a pizza place. Well, now you supply pizza to Google because they supply food. The world has changed. The market has yeah. changed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you're, it happens. Hey, you know, if we sound slightly unsympathetic, ask us sometime about how media's changed in the last 10 years. I want the city council of Mountain View or the state legislature of California. I ought to be careful because they're such communists. They'd probably do it. I want them to pass legislation that everybody has to listen to the radio to protect radio. You can't pop in a podcast. My God, you can't stream something on the Internet. We tried to get CDs outlawed in 1988. Are you effing kidding me? Yeah, where 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 would you end with this? You're not going to allow cars in your town because it's hurting the local blacksmiths. They don't have as many horses to shoe. Right. Um, or a more modern one. We we're we we're going to talk some about all these cities that are putting in these bike lanes to try to force people to ride bikes and not cars. Yeah. Okay, well, if people drive less, the guy who changes oil and sells tires is going to have a lot less customers. He's he, got kids to feed. He could go broke, and all his right. all the people that work there won't have a job anymore. I mean, where do you end with this? A uh, tangential thought might be that the uh, diamond lanes, the brave experiment in getting people to carpool, have been an utter and complete failure. They don't work, according to everyone who's ever studied it, and yet they remain. Because when you get one of these soft-headed schemes going, they're impossible to kill. Not only don't they work, they exacerbate already existing problems of traffic congestion. And... But they want that. Right. See, that's the secret that only... Somebody had told me this, and I didn't know it until somebody told me. Somebody involved in some city. That's the secret plan. They talk about how they want bike lanes or this or that. They talk about the carrots. What they're really into is the sticks. They want to make traffic so awful either on the freeway with the diamond lanes or with the bike lanes in your town, that you won't drive. It just takes too long. Right. So that's what they're doing. It's They act like it's carrots, but it sticks. Right. Uh, so here's what you do in response. Every time you get hit by a red light, stop sign, stop and go traffic, put it in park and floor it. Absolutely. Get to get your engine almost to the red line to put out as much pollutants as possible. <laughs> the only way to fight this is through the do-gooders' lungs. Punish them for what they've done. But this is this is so barrier. This is so, you know, listen, this is a, we need to solve this problem. This is a problem, so we need to do something. You know what you need to do is get the hell out of the way of the free market. There are winners and losers, but the smart, aggressive, imaginative people who came up with an idea will come up with a different idea. That's the way it works. Part of it also is just the Bay Area's hatred of Google and uh, Facebook and the whole gentrification and all this sort of stuff that those companies are ruining the city. I'm guessing Even that if as these, it is the economy. Yeah, right. I'm guessing if this was had a different political view, they would think it's great. Wouldn't, wouldn't they? We in general, you, don't you? How about the companies that provide um, uh, child care so more women can work there with their babies? Well, that what, doesn't that put out of a whole bunch of people out of work who take care of children for a living? Sure. So it depends on what you think is a, a great benefit to workers or not. You could make the argument that it's great that they're providing food for workers, but you don't like people that work at Google and Facebook because they're rich yuppies that are ruining your city. Exactly. And frequently they are. Um, (laughs) Mountain View has been uh, trying to kick it Seattle style as well, seeking other concessions from the tech giants. November ballot measure proposes a per-employee tax, just like Seattle did, then rescinded weeks later because it's effing stupid and counterproductive. I'll be vague about this. We talked to a business owner who's going to move their business out of California because they did the math. They're going to move their business to Texas because they're going to save dang near a million dollars a year in taxes and fees and all kinds of different crap. 
It's a good-sized business, but it is not a giant. It is not a conglomerate. So what you do when you raise taxes and fees and the pain in the ass high enough, you end up getting none of their money, zero of their money, because they go somewhere else. Well, we need to pass a law saying that anybody who uh, tries to move a business uh, can't. We will, uh, in effect, have a business prison in California. <laughs> It's called, where you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. It's called killing the golden goose. It's it's it's, it's oldest time that whole yeah. tale. Yeah, you got to find the sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Are there, uh, how many people like in San Francisco think we'd be better off without Twitter, Google, Amazon, all these people? Amazon's not the right one. Um, you know the Bay Area ones. How many people think they'd be better off without them? Better, decent chunk of people. Yeah, and it's irrational, but... Sure, it's irrational. Irrational people vote. In fact, most irrational people uh, are are electorate. I wonder if uh, Mark Zuckerberg started handing out uh, manual gratification if the local hookers would protest and (laughs) get the city council to pass a law. Uh, there's another one of those YouTube challenges that kids are doing and they're getting injured, according to somebody. If you care about the young people in America, you must stay tuned yeah. for this shocking report. It involves the Drake song, In My Feelings, which I don't even know that it song. It can kill. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. So I don't know about hot pop music. Nobody could be less hip than me. I'm a father of young children, right? So it's not like I'm really into the... You don't, like, leave your kids at home watching TV and go clubbing? (laughs) But so this In My Feeling by Drake is a popular song, and, well, this news story... I believe it's In My Feelings, Jack. Okay, more than one feeling? He has many feelings. Sometimes sometimes at one time. I only have one feeling, anger. (laughs) (laughs) Drake is very much the tip of the spear of feelings rap. He's very, he's very, very much into... You know, he, he, I'm sorry, a little tangent. He very much does things where he'll complain about things like, oh, I just hooked up with six Instagram models. Why am I still so lonely? Right? These weird Whoa, little... No, these weird little oh, humble Brian. Yeah. Like, 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 that's He's sort of like a little like, baby. I think you're going to be fine, man. <laughs> I remember he had that video a couple of years ago, a lot of attention, where he wore that big, thick sweater. Oh, yeah. He was a super sensitive guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyway, whatever happened to manly music, leather pants and your package showing on your album cover. What happened to those days? So uh, the CBS early show will we'll play this because they were portraying this as a serious problem. And uh, just to let you know, some of the video, the kids are jumping, young people are jumping out of cars and dancing alongside their cars. That's some yes. of the noise you'll hear until they fall. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. And uh, I'll need audio from the television. Any any luck on that? Okay. He has issued its warning after seeing challenge videos posted on social media. Some police chiefs worry it is only a matter of time before someone gets hurt. Get it, boy. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey. This dangerous challenge all started with a dance in the street. Hey, Kiki. Hey, mommy. 
The comedian known as Shiggy started the trend when he posted this video last month. Since then, the In My Feelings challenge caught fire with everyone from dentists to athletes and even celebrities like Will Smith showing off their dance moves. Woke up this morning in my feelings. But the way some people are letting those feelings out is drawing the attention of safety officials. <laughs> Videos show passengers and even drivers jumping out of moving cars to dance on streets and highways. And in some cases, the results aren't pretty. And this challenge has become yeah, another hilarious. form of distracted driving. This is the oh, yeah. guy we got to hear. This from is from the National the Transportation uh, Safety Board. The federal government has a message a for concern. America. Yeah, and this guy looks exactly like he sounds. Well, he's fun at a party. Here we go. It's in highways, and in some cases, the results aren't pretty. And this challenge has become another form of distracted driving. Christopher O'Neill is a spokesperson for the NTSB. He says the challenge is unsafe for participants and those around them. There's a time and place for everything, but our nation's highways and roadways are not the place for you to display your dance moves. Do them on the dance floor. I hate oh that guy. My I disagree God. completely. Oh. It's the perfect place to dance. Oh my God! What are you from Footloose? There's there's no right and wrong. There's no you can't dance when you dance, man. That guy is look, his verbiage, his manner, is really as if it was created by a sitcom hey, or he, right out of you know the the best in show Spinal Tap crew that does all those great parodies. Yeah. This could uh, lead to danger for both the drivers and the passengers and people on the roads. So. Oh, there's a time Safe. and a place for everything, but our nation's highways are not the place to practice your dance moves. Oh. Save that for the dance floor. Hello, youths. It's nice to be important, but what's more important is to be nice. I mean, jeez. Michael, play the door open for That me, is really rough. Hey, look, look, everybody. It's a special guest. I'm Charles Darwin, <laughs> and I am begging you to let me do my work. Would you please? Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. I had so many more questions for him. Right. So well, he's a busy man. So the, He's strengthening the herd. The <laughs> That's national, what he does. The National Traffic Safety Board puts out a statement telling grown-ups... <laughs> That they shouldn't jump out of the car while it's going down the highway and dance alongside it and then try to jump back in. Right. Now, and I, get back behind the wheel. I have done many of those sorts of things in my life. Good Lord. But I knew they were dangerous and dumb. <laughs> don't, don't really need that guy with the mustache and the pencil neck to tell me. There's a time and a place for riding your motorcycle standing on the seat. <laughs> and this is not the time or the place. And that's in the circus, <laughs> if you're a bear. <laughs> So, so listen, this reminds me so much, I, and I wish I had a better memory. I, I'd like to credit the listener who sent us the fabulous email of the picture of the sign on the lion enclosure that said, do not climb into the lion enclosure. And you've got three groups of people, those who would never think of climbing into a lion enclosure, those who will go ahead and climb in, and those who would have climbed in, except they saw a sign telling them not to. So who is this coalition of humans that would get out of their car and dance beside it as it rolls, except that they saw the mustachioed fellow on the TV tell them not to. Well, if you're anything like me and most normal people, that guy telling you not to do something makes you want to do it. Sure. I have no interest in doing this. That guy thinking he can tell me not to makes me almost want to do it. And tag him in my Twitter video when I send it out. <laughs> Thank you. 
modern not touch there. That sort of person telling me not to do things has bothered me since I was like five years old. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know, there's a time and a place for dancing. Oh, it's I'm not next to your car on the highway. That's oh, I'm dangerous. not supposed to jump out of my car oh, and dance and videotape. I'm sorry, oh. I don't follow you. In what sense is it dangerous? Oh, I get it. You could get run over by your car. <laughs> there are a couple of funny ones where somebody gets out the passenger side and the driver hits the brakes, so they run into the open door. <laughs> That's not funny. Oh, yes, it is. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's mostly hot chicks, by the way. Mostly hot chicks jumping out of the car and dancing on the road. That's so if you like hot chicks taking a tumble, we'll link the story. At, uh, anyway. Of course, that's a popular uh, genre of videos anyway. Hot chicks dancing on bars and falling or yes. dancing on tables and falling. There yes. are thousands of those YouTube I videos. I may have logged a moment or two watching those. Models falling off of runways. That's another yes, big one. Yes, that's a good one. So that will certainly be the next set of links on YouTube. Hot chicks, we're just like you. We have problems, too, except that we're hot. Boy, we haven't heard that song in a long time. Marshall, what do you got coming up in your news? More of the dangers of uh, dancing to that Drake song? Uh, not this time around, but we do have Trump talking tariff and uh, and uh, trade. We got Barbie falling on very tough times these days, and the owners of the employees of Ernie's Liquors still doing the happy dance. Coming up. It's the setting your hair on fire challenge. People are setting fire to their hair. Go ahead and do it. Sure, unless somebody tells you not to. There's a time and a place. Yes. Save your dancing for the dance floor. Having wow. your hair on fire is for CNN seven days a week. <laughs> so Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Falling down on the highway, doing the In My Feelings Challenge, but hotly. All right. So, um, yesterday, had a long meeting. I fell asleep in a meeting for the first time in my life. Wow. Hmm. I've never fallen asleep in a class in my life, not one time. Never fallen asleep in a meeting in my life. And yesterday, I fell completely asleep. Wow. I don't know if it was... Do you I have was, any idea how long I was it was? One person away from you, not next to you, but one away. I didn't notice. So. Okay, so I'm hoping it was just like. Oh, I was afraid of snoring and ten drooling. seconds or something. Yeah. As opposed to, did you, you, you didn't get a sense of that? How long you're out? It's you can't tell, right? Eh, sometimes you can from context. But. Yeah, from context, it didn't seem very long. It yeah. certainly could have been minutes, though. Hmm. Did you catch yourself with like the the classic kind of head drop sort of? I don't know what happened or huh. what woke me up, um, but. The drool hit your hand. <laughs> I've never the elbow nudging you. Started dreaming about rain. <laughs> I've never gotten as little sleep as I get now, but yeah, you know, thought you know, college time. No, no, never, never one time did I fall asleep. I, I remember, I remember being desperate for sleep in high school at times. I remember oh. kids in high school would lay their head on the desk like as soon as they got in there and just sleep the entire time mm. <laughs> with no no qualms whatsoever about it. Just lay down your head and take a nap. Yeah, I grabbed a few Z's once or twice. I just had to. <laughs> I go from school to baseball practice to working at a restaurant to like eleven o'clock at night. Then I'd do homework and then get up for school at six a.m. It doesn't work. 
Let's Something's got to give. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Twitter shares are falling dramatically after a Trump tweet this morning. The president saying in a tweet the company was limiting visibility of prominent Republicans and said he was going to look into the matter. This will not stand. Shadow banning. Shadow banning is what it's called. Trump not saying, to be confused with the 1980s uh, Andy Gibb hit Shadow Dancing. Back to you, Marshall. Uh, Trump tweeting shadow banning. Send Michael prominent... off to his tunatron <laughs> to find that one. Go ahead. Sir. Prominent Republicans, not good. We're going to look into this discriminating and uh, discriminatory and illegal practice at once. Many complaints. Are there? Is, did we have an example earlier of that, or we have examples of that? It, I don't know. It comes after a story in Vice magazine that said prominent Republicans were not showing up in I, one aspect. I don't of... think Don Jr.'s media spokesperson is a quote unquote <laughs> prominent Republican. Um, but this is this has to do with when you type in somebody's when you start to fill out the search bar right. on Twitter, it starts to give you a, a kind of customized sure. auto suggest list. Yeah, many Republicans were feeling like they weren't showing up on these suggest lists as often as they should, but they seem to be customized. Like if I type in Trump, right, I'll get obviously I'll get Donald Trump's up top, I'll get POTUS right there, and then they kind of fill in based on what Twitter thinks I like. So I feel like there's some self-selection of people who are screenshotting these things. And I don't, I don't know, I don't feel like there's some sort of weird, nefarious shadow ban going on. Mm. If you Google, you know, Don or Don Jr.'s press secretary, you can get to his page. It's just not showing up on these right. auto-populate suggestions. It's an outrage. It's a liberal outrage. You know, the Trump thing is, it's uh, what's the, the right metaphor? It's like a guy who works in a multiplex cinema that frequently catches fire, and he runs into the theater screaming fire. <laughs> there are fires, but there aren't always fires. So, yeah, there's plenty of Trump derangement syndrome. There's plenty of uh, discrimination against conservatives among the tech giants. But sowing the us-against-them seeds all the time is, you know, right out of his playbook. So I suppose this will be a conversation today that Trump bad-mouthing a private business and causing their value to drop and... Whether yeah. or not it's saying something perhaps, and yeah. if he said something that's not true or verifiably true uh, and hurting their value. I would also suggest to ye that the enormous drop of Facebook will cause a case of nerves about yeah. tech stocks in general. So to pin the one, right. uh, the effect of the cause, that's a little thin. President Trump, meanwhile, taking his trade policies and tariffs on the road. Trump is in Dubuque, Iowa and Granite City, Illinois today. He announced an agreement with European allies yesterday, saying they are going to work closely to resolve their trade disputes, adding... We agreed today, first of all, to work together towards zero tariffs, zero non-tariff barriers, and zero subsidies on non-auto industrial goods. Thank you. President Trump of the European Union reaching that deal to hold talks on eliminating the tariffs and trade barriers between the U.S. and the EU. Quick question from the back of the room. Does yes. this mean his tariff thing worked? It, with Europe, it with did. With Europe thus far. Um, each of these nuts has uh, got a different level of difficulty to okay. crack them. China's going to be a biatch um, for a number of different reasons, which we won't bore you with. But, yeah, this is a good thing. It's a very good thing. Mostly they've announced, okay, we're working toward no tariffs, right. no barriers. That is our stated goal. So anybody who institutes policies to the contrary of that is obviously, you know, not uh, going along with the uh, the, uh, the, the idea. So, uh, know, France, France is going to be really hard, by the way. They, yeah. they are enormously protectionist. 
Interesting thing, you mentioned the presidents in Dubuque, Iowa, and that's where we went to the dentist when I was a kid, and I immediately got a little jolt of fear. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah. The human brain. Interesting. Mattel is cutting 22% of its workforce in You know, the odd part about him going to the dentist in Dubuque, he lived in Miami at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Mattel cutting 22% of its workforce, closing some of its factories in the wake of the Toys R Us bankruptcy which costs the toy maker its most important way to reach customers. More than 2,200 Mattel employees are going to be losing their jobs. Sales are off 11%, and Mattel has also had to deal with higher material costs. That's pretty interesting. Um, so if if you got a brick-and-mortar store and you put a Barbie in front of people, somebody will buy it. But it's available online, obviously, but they're not going to buy it that way. Well, Just, there's without, sales. without it being in, right in front of you. Right. I can see that being a grandma thing. Well, Grandmas buy a lot funny. of Barbies, yeah. I'll bet. It's I was right there. The same thing. It's the only toy they recognize. Yeah. I don't know what all these other things are. I'll just grab a Barbie. I noticed this when I was working in, in beverage sales that a significant portion of the company that's supplying the things, their sale numbers, are based off the inventory you can convince people to hold on hand. And if you're only shipping out exactly what you sell, you no longer have these gigantic orders going out to Toys R Us that they're supposed to last them for three months or whatever, right? Like, or dis- big build big displays, do promotional uh-huh. things. That's a big driver of the supplier's numbers, how they do those sort of things. So if you had a big end cap full of Barbies at uh, Toys R Us, right. whether people want them or not, you're right. going to sell a lot of them. You yeah. don't have that? At least your factory had to make those. Regardless of whether or not those eventually found oh, a home from right. Toys R Us, the person who is making those no longer has to make enough Barbies to build display cases. Hmm. Meanwhile, the owners of a San Jose, California liquor store are getting a million bucks after they sold wow. the winning Mega Millions ticket. You got to sell a lot of pints of wild turkey to make a million bucks. So you win the lottery yourself when yep. your business yep. sells a big lottery Heck yeah. ticket. Yep. Yeah. Person uh, who bought the winning lottery ticket at Ernie's uh, Liquors has uh, yet to come forward. I am and that's quite... the perfect amount to me, too. People winning a million dollars. Unless you're a real moron, you're not going to blow up your life because it's not enough money to just do whatever the hell you want for the rest of your life. You'd have to have, you know, you'd still have to stick with a little, but, you, but you're safe. You're now safe. You're going to be you okay. You might blow it, but... You don't have to work right, the rest of your right. life. You can take care of your kids, send them to college, all that sort of stuff. You just can't buy whatever you want. But I suppose most people wouldn't realize that. See professional athletes and singers. They get a million or two dollars, and they think it's enough money to do whatever the hell they want the rest of their lives, and they spend it in like a month. So Sure, yeah. I suppose it wouldn't make any difference. Quick note, Frazier may be getting a reboot. Star Kelsey Grammer reportedly meeting with writers and producers to explore the idea of revisiting the TV show. We just had ideas, is that it? And wasn't that that uh, character famously on three different shows? Frazier, it yeah, was on uh, Cheers. Cheers. And then, and then was Frazier, was there another one? Uh, I thought there was a middle one. It doesn't matter. But Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> may have been. He wandered through one time. Er, um, okay. So back the to Frasier. Huh? TV shows seem to be targeting the demographics that still watch traditional yeah. TV. That, that's yeah. ever going to watch yeah. television on one of the networks with commercials. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> yeah, a new show isn't going to grab a yeah. new twenty-something yeah, right. because they're right. they're watching other things. Yeah, that's a good, that's the that's the point right there. And in uh, addition to a nineteen ninety-two one-time appearance yeah. in Wings. Oh, my oh there you go, wow. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> who could forget? Most uh, people. That's uh, who. 
That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall. You're Oops. right. They're trying to hang on yep. to the old audience yep. that's still seeing. Well, I got a couple hours before I go right. to bed. I think I'll flip on ABC at 8 o'clock to right. see what's there. Right. Yeah, so they you... put on an old Roseanne oh, or a right. Frasier. I Frasier. Right. <laughs> well, and I think, I think that, that whole... before my hips hurt. I think that whole presentation package stirs up nostalgia. Yeah. It's on TV. It's on a network. Oh, look, commercials. I, ah, I like man. commercials. Well, he's a gifted comedic actor. That's There's true. that. Oh, sure. Grammar. Yeah, quick, come on. The audience is the remaining TV Guide subscribers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. That is exactly right. <laughs> All right, I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. And if you're younger and you got a good idea, you don't pitch it to CBS, you pitch it to Netflix. Or you just make it and put it on your YouTube channel yeah. and then sell it when it has a million hits. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget? Most people, again. <laughs> Um, Peter Yout coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Trump's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was destroyed today by a man with a pickaxe and not, as I had assumed... By a woman in a pantsuit. Mm. You don't like it? Mm. I thought that was good. You didn't mm. think Hillary Clinton attacking the star? It's kind of funny. Um, she's a lonely old lady who lives alone in upstate New York. Who's preparing to run for president in 2020. Leave her alone. Um, uh, Let it go. More from the banned songs list for weddings this year, but first this breaking news. Uh-oh. Donkey-worthy? Nah. Probably, but nah. Representative Jim Jordan, do you know him? The Ohio Republican man, he brings it. He brings it, and he's he's a little more out there in terms of uh, being strident than I think is necessary a lot of times, but he's entertaining. Mm -hmm. He is is going to, he is officially going to run to succeed Paul Ryan is Speaker of the House. Ah. And, I mean, if he ends up being Speaker of the House, that's going to be fiery because he brings it every day. Yeah, extremely bright guy. I just, good, I just solid I just, conservative. I just don't know if we need more yelling over the top, and he's a yelling over the top guy. Yeah. But I, I don't know if we need more of that. But the times are perfect for him. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if his, uh, if the Republicans would band together and say, yeah, we need somebody like that. Little less uh, lapdog, Paul Ryan. A little more attack dog. By the way, speaking you of Paul could Ryan, say a little less dignified and a little more screaming about everything. Well, I already called him a dog. Okay, dogs. Aren't I like dignified. him. I agree with him on on most everything yeah. I've ever heard him say. That's a good take, though. I appreciate your gentlemanliness. There. Okay, a little decorum, a little friendliness, a little reaching across the aisle, et cetera. Paul Ryan, uh, and we don't have really time to do this, but. Um, they did a LexisNexis search, and he was referred to as a budget hawk many hundreds of times through his career. That's his thing, since he went to uh, Washington, D.C. When he got there, he was told by Barney Frank, he said, here's my tip to you, young Paul Ryan, become an expert in something. He said, people who do well here become an expert in something. The people who don't do here, well here come here and just kind of, you know, bounce around and know a little bit of a bunch of other things. But because, and he decided to become an expert in and, and budgets and that sort of stuff, and he's a budget hawk, and he's all about balancing the budget. Right. Reigning in entitlements. Undeniable. And in the time he's been Speaker, the deficit has grown by $1.2 trillion. Right. 
Now that may be that may be more about uh, we're having technical gremlins and stuff. So just ignore what you hear. Um, I didn't hear this. anything. Are you all right? <laughs> um, so that may be more a comment on Paul Ryan or more a comment on the enormity of the problem of uh, uh, people that have learned they can vote themselves money from the Treasury. The key is, as Mark Stein wrote in his book, America Alone, and he had the graph on there that has shocked me and I'll never forget, the graph of government's size of government and our debt, it goes up. It just goes up. Without stop, Republican, Democrat, good times, bad times, peacetime, wartime. Adjusted for inflation, too. It just grows, and we go further into debt, and it's just the way it is. And both sides are pretty successful at claiming this will stop once we get control of the the government. Right. Oh, yeah. They're lying. The, gr- the great and bad thing about getting old enough to have been through a few cycles is you realize, no, it ain't going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's something, huh? The budget hawk. The deficit's going to go up by a trillion dollars plus. Yeah. yeah. I-, I don't think he's a phony. I just think he's no, up I don't against think so unstoppable forces. Yeah, it- it's the momentum of the whole thing. Uh, also, you know, maybe we'll get to this story later. More, how about more of those band songs? There is wildly irresponsible, race-baiting, hate-mongering coverage of the slaying on Bart going on in prominent places. Get into that. Trying to whip up the narrative that, that white people are coming for black people on the Bart. It's ridiculous. It's, it's not ridiculous. It's horrifying. I hit you with some of these songs that brides don't want at the wedding, so... I'm just telling you, so if you got invited to a wedding, don't don't think you're going to get to run out onto the floor and dance to the YMCA, because most brides have banned that oh, from their wedding. I don't want that It's my fun to either. stay at the YMCA. It's played, man. It's played. It's A-N-G. Final thoughts. Wow. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your host, Joe Getty. <laughs> Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. Hey, everybody, it's uh, Marshall Phillips with a final thought. Well, i got to tell you, it's very hot where I live, so once again, I should go home and put on my plaid shorts and uh, my the, uh, walk-arounds, uh, thongs, and, uh, you know, uh, see what happens. Thongs. They've been called flip-flops since, well, quite a while ago. Yes. Positive Sean, your final thought. Really hope he was talking about footwear there. <laughs> Uh, just a note to the to business meetings. Is it too much to ask that when sandwiches are provided, there is a certain number of them that just come without mayonnaise? Please? This is Sean's please. thing. He Pretty hates please. mayonnaise. I want oh. a sandwich without mayonnaise. You don't need it. Guess what's delicious? <laughs> Meat, tomatoes, lettuce, bread. Yeah. You don't need Your heart will thank you. Uh, Michelangelo, <laughs> what's your final thought? Uh, yeah, don't be too hard on teens dancing in the highway. In the 80s, I wa- used to moonwalk in the middle of four-way stops. My parents <laughs> worried about me. <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, what's your final thought for us? So this wedding season, the most banned songs by wedding DJs, or the brides ban them, and they tell the wedding GD, do not play Shout, do not play YMCA, do not play the Macarena, do not play the Electric Slide. Number seven on the list, the Hokey Pokey. Oh! <laughs> Was that, uh, that's been banned for quite quite some time, hasn't it? Since like the 40s. <laughs> Turn yourself around. <laughs> uh, my final thought is I'd like to thank listener John, who reminded us that the true catchphrase from the Corey Lewandowski womp womp is, 
How absolutely dare you? <laughs> a phrase I will memorize and use repeatedly in the days to come. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've uh, posted a bunch of links up there and everything. And, and email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Y'all are great at catching that stuff. It's pretty handy. We can't see everything. Yep. Too much stuff out there. Drinking from a fire hose. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Said Americans two years ago, and a year and a half ago, and a year ago, and eight months ago, and four months ago, and a hundred other times. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.